Hi, everybody. I'm Jimmy DeYoung. Thank you for joining us as we take a look at the book. You know what Malachi is all about? It's the last book in the Old Testament. It is the side of the bridge that crosses over 400 years of history when there's basically silence between the end of the Old Testament and the book of Matthew, the beginning of the New Testament. Well, there is a link between the two, and as we continue our study through Malachi, you'll come to understand that link. That link is what chapter 4, verse 5 says, where it talks about Elijah coming back before the great and dreadful day of the Lord, and then what it says in Matthew chapter 11 about John the Baptist, who could have fulfilled the prophecy of Malachi, about Elijah. Well, that's for another study. Today, we're going to focus on two temples two temples, yet in the future. That's our study from the book of Malachi, which is basically a Middle East news update. Thank you for joining us. We'll listen to the study, and then I'll come back and tell you how you can get your own copy of Malachi, a Middle East news update. Now let's study about the two temples yet to come. Go to the 17th chapter of the book of Matthew just a moment. 17th chapter. You know what the 17th chapter is. That's the record of the transfiguration there at Mount Hermon in the northeastern corner of the state of Israel near Caesarea Philippi. And look at verses 12 and 13 with me. Matthew 17, verse 12. But I say unto you, remember when the transfiguration took place, who showed up? Elijah, Moses, and Jesus Christ. Okay, now notice what Jesus says. But I say unto you that Elijah is come already. And they knew him not, but have done unto him whatsoever they listed. Likewise shall also the Son of Man suffer of them. Uh, This is just after the time he had told him he was going to have to go to Jerusalem. He would suffer death. He would be buried, but he would resurrect from the dead. That's when Peter said, not so, Lord, you can't do that. And Jesus said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You're not going to stop me. Like a flip, my face is faced towards that cross. And Jesus is saying, John the Baptist has come. He suffered like I'm going to have to suffer. Verse 13, then the disciples understood that he spake unto them of John the Baptist. So go back to Malachi now, chapter 3. I submit to you the messenger of chapter 3, verse 1, and Elijah the prophet of chapter 4, verse 5 are the same person prophesied by Malachi 400 years before the fact that there would come one before the Messiah, to make ready his way. And he would be preaching in the wilderness. And he would be that forerunner to the coming of the Messiah. And what would happen? Chapter 3, look at verse 1 again. What would happen? My messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me. Look here. And the Lord whom ye seek shall suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant whom ye delight in. Behold, he shall come, saith the Lord of hosts. He was going to go to the temple. What was Jesus Christ coming the first time for? He was coming, we know, ultimately to die on the cross. But that's not the first offer he made. Starting in chapter 4 of the book of Matthew, he is preaching the gospel of the kingdom. He tells his disciples to preach the gospel of the kingdom. John the Baptist preached the gospel of the kingdom. What did John say? Behold, a kingdom of God is at hand. It was Jesus Christ. And a king has a palace, and his palace... Because he was a king and a priest, a potentate and a priest in one, all potentate, priest, and prophet to be factual, was going to go into the temple. 
And it says in chapter 3, verse 1, he would go to the temple. But wait a minute. He understands, though he may not really understand, but he wrote it down, that that's not the ultimate. That's not what's going to happen. Jesus Christ is not going to quickly go to the temple and establish his kingdom, as the prophets had said. How do I know that? I read the next part of the chapter. Look at verse 2. But who shall abide the day of his coming? And who shall stand when he appeareth? For he is like a refiner's fire and like fuller's soap. And he shall sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. And he shall purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver that they may offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. Since Jesus appeared on the earth, that was not happening. Verse 4, Then shall the offering of, the, of Judah and Jerusalem be pleasant unto the Lord as in the days of old, as in former years. And I will come near to your judgment. And I will be a swift witness against the sorcerers and against the adulterers and against the false swearers and against those that oppress the herling in his wages and the widow and the fatherless and that turn aside the stranger from his right and Fear me, saith the Lord of hosts, for I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. Now, you may not quite understand that, but what that's talking about from verses 2 to 5 is the time when he comes not as the sacrificial lamb, but instead as the lion of Judah. We know that wasn't at his first coming. And prophecy tells us it will be at his second coming. He came as a lamb unto death, the sacrifice, the ultimate sacrifice. He's coming as the Savior, King, Priest, Prophet to establish his kingdom. And so what he's talking about here is a different period of time. The past significance of what Malachi had to say in chapter 3 was, there's coming a messenger, that individual, Elijah or could have been John the Baptist had they accepted it. The disciples of Jesus recognized that fact. He will bring Jesus into a position where he walks into the temple and establishes his kingdom. Didn't happen the first time. So now he's looking down the corridors of time at another time in history when there will be a temple. That's the past significance. Normally, I would go to the present situation, but let me hold that off and let me just realign my thinking. Let's look now at the prophetic scenario that is basically found within the context of what he's talking about. When will that temple be standing in Jerusalem, this one that is going to be led by the Messiah, Jesus Christ? And I'm going to use my little mic stands here to help you remember how eschatology And one more, these three mic stands represent the three main events in God's calendar of activities in the future. And uh, let me just walk through with you, if you will, uh, this roadmap through eschatology. God creates man 6,000 years ago, come along for 4,000 years, Jesus Christ comes, lives, died, buried, resurrects, goes to heaven. Come along for 2,000 years, the next main event in God's calendar of activities, the rapture of the church. Jesus shouts, the archangel shouts, the trumpet of God sounds, and we're out of here to be with him. Then there's a seven-year tribulation period. By the way, this is 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 to 18. This is Revelation chapter 4, verse 2 through chapter 19, verse 10. Fifteen chapters, detailed information about the seven-year tribulation period. Well, let me just throw this in. 
Do you know the word church is used 25 times in the book of Revelation? 19 times before what's depicted as the rapture. Six times after what is depicted as the second coming. Zero amount of times during those 15 chapters detailing the tribulation period. Guess God forgot to put the church in the tribulation. Or maybe we're not supposed to be there. Glory to God. We leave at the rapture. We're not mentioned in the tribulation. Jesus Christ comes and we're mentioned again. This is the second coming. Then there'll be a thousand year period of time, the millennial kingdom. And this is the period that's talking about the Messiah's fall. This is the great white throne judgment, eternity, future, new heaven, new earth after that. Indeed, two temples that will be standing in the future in Jerusalem. Not at the same time, one in the tribulation, one in the millennial kingdom. Well, that is very important for us to understand in light of events unfolding in our world. You know, Malachi, the book we have been studying from, is actually a Middle East news update. You need to have your own copy of the study on Malachi. It's a five-hour audio series on CD that is available. You can call our toll-free number. That's 877-674-3298. It's toll-free from across America. Let me give that number again, 877-674-3298. Or you can go to our website and make your order of this series, Malachi, a Middle East News Update. Our website address, prophecytoday.com. Go there, go to the shopping mall. That's prophecytoday.com. And be sure to make your order of Malachi, a Middle East News Update, and be updated about what's happening in the Middle East as it relates to the return of Jesus Christ. Well, I'm Jimmy DeYoung, and I'm so grateful that you could join us today. Everything we study on this opportunity we have to get together with you indicates that the rapture of the church is close at hand when Jesus will shout and call us up to join him in the heavenlies. I look forward to that day, and I even pray that it will be today. And having said that, there's nothing left for me to say, except let's keep looking up until...